0: Frank Ling.
1: And I'm Charles Lee.
0: And you're listening to the Grok Science Show.
1: That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Andrew Fracknoy will join us to discuss the triple event. So
0: stay tuned for all of this.
1: Plus the Grokatron 5000.
0: And our world famous question a week.
1: Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. the Grok's Science Show. Well, coming up soon on Wednesday morning, uh, residents of North America, and particularly those on the West Coast, will experience a rare triple event in the sky. And joining us today to discuss this uh, event is, is uh, Dr. Andrew Fracknoy. Uh, Dr. Fracknoy is the Emeritus Chair of the Astronomy Department at Foothill College. He currently teaches at the University of San Francisco and San Francisco State University. And joining us back again on the Grok Science Show to talk about this uh, pretty fascinating triple event. And Dr. Fracknoy, I want to thank you very much uh, for joining us back on the Grok's Science Show.
0: It's a pleasure being back with you.
1: Certainly a pleasure and an interesting a rare triple event. I wonder if you could tell us what
0: this is. Well, so this is one really visual event and a couple of interesting coincidences is what's going on. The big visual event is that we're going to have a total eclipse of the moon when the moon goes into the Earth's shadow and the full moon goes totally dark. Um, and that's very beautiful to look at in the sky. Uh, The other two events are more uh, minor but interesting things that are going on with the Moon. First of all, when the Moon has two... Full moons happening in the same month. We call that a blue moon. And it turns out that in this month, with January 1 was a full moon, and now January 31 is again going to be a full moon. And so we are in the blue moon period of January 2018. Uh, the third part is that as the moon goes around the Earth, it doesn't go in a perfect circle. It's kind of an ellipse-shaped orbit, and sometimes the Moon is a little closer to us and sometimes it's a little further away. When the Moon is a little closer to us, it looks bigger in the sky. And if during that time when the Moon is closer, it happens to be full Moon, the full Moon being the brightest way we see the Moon, the Moon looks full and a little bigger, people have started calling this the supermoon. Now this is not a term endorsed by astronomers. This is mostly a media term. But we're kind of stuck with it now, and so in this case, we're going to have an eclipsed moon, a blue moon, and a supermoon, all at the same time. When was the last time this sort of thing occurred? Well, so we haven't kept track of the supermoon, because as like I say, that's not an astronomical term. But the last time that the blue moon was also eclipsed, turns in the United States, turns out to be about 152 years ago, so we haven't had one of these for a long time. Now, Elsewhere in the world, we've had a blue moon that was eclipsed, but it just so happens that we've had a drought of these in the United States. Well, why is that? Uh, just cosmic coincidence. These, these events are uh, completely random things having to do with the schedules of the cosmic objects, and they don't have any real significance. We are going to have a, another blue moon that will be eclipsed in 2028, so we won't have to wait as long as 150 years for the next one. For people who are looking for the eclipse of the Moon, when will they be able to see this? So now this depends a lot on which time zone of the world you live in. The nice thing about eclipses of the Moon, unlike that total eclipse of the Sun that we had in August, where you had to be in exactly the right place and make sure that you were in the center of the line to see it, this is a much more democratic sky phenomenon. So if you're on the part of the Earth where you can see the Moon when it gets eclipsed, Everyone on that side of the Earth can see it, and it lasts a long time. Now, the problem in the United States will be that on the eastern side of the United States, the Moon will be setting just as the eclipse begins. As for example, on the East Coast, no one will get the total eclipse. But if you're in the Pacific time zone, if you're in Hawaii, if you're in the Asian Pacific area, then you'll have a spectacular total eclipse on that side of the Earth. And just to give some time for people to think about, on the Pacific coast of the United States, the total eclipse begins at 4.52 a.m. and ends at 6.08 a.m. And then the moon will get out of the Earth's shadow completely by 7.11 So you can see the good news and the bad news there. The uh, West Coast gets the whole eclipse from beginning to end. The bad news is you have to get up very early Wednesday morning, which is a work day, and devote your, your sleep time to astronomy
1: price to pay, I think, for a uh, That's right. Uh, and still time, I guess, uh, if you're on the East Coast,
0: to book your flight uh, across the coast. Here. <laughs> so, so what does the moon look like? So here's the, the sequence of events that people should look for. Um, the Earth's shadow is a big, deep shadow in space. We don't usually see it because the shadow is black and space is black. But when the Earth's shadow falls on the full moon, you begin to see a round, dark area move slowly across the moon. And this takes almost an hour uh, this time to happen, Uh, but slowly more and more the moon gets dark and you can actually see the roundness of the Earth's shadow that you can tell yourself as you're watching this that the ancient Greeks actually thought from these lunar eclipses, from watching a number of them, that the Earth must be round and not flat because what makes a round shadow, eclipse after eclipse after eclipse, what would make a round shadow? A round planet so you see this round shadow go across the the full moon and then on the Pacific coast, on on the west coast at 452 you see the moon completely go dark, and that's when something kind of eerie happens because the earth is surrounded by an atmosphere it doesn't just make a shadow, it also bends sunlight through its atmosphere and it turns out red colors bend more than blue colors, so the red colors of sunlight passing through the Earth's atmosphere are bent onto the completely dark moon, giving a kind of blood red color. And so again, the media have started calling this the blood moon. Whenever we have a total eclipse, it turns red from the bent light of the sun, and that's being called the blood moon. So we have a blood blue super moon eclipse coming up. For the next uh, eclipse
1: of the moon in America, when can we expect to see that?
0: So there will be another total eclipse of the Moon in January 2019. So uh, total eclipses of the Moon are not rare, uh, because they do happen to half the world. So there's a lot of places to get to see them each time. Uh, It's very different from the uh, eclipses of the Sun, which in any given part of the Earth may not repeat for a hundred or a couple of hundred years. Uh, These are pretty common, and I think most people can expect to see a whole bunch of total eclipses of the moon during their lifetime
1: fascinating stuff i hope uh, people definitely take a, the chance to go take a look uh, at this uh, rare total eclipse of the blue moon supermoon blood moon everything else the moon is going to be doing that and not uh, tomorrow dr Frackner, i want to thank you very much for joining us today on uh, the grok show and uh, talking about uh, the, this fascinating upcoming astronomical event
0: my pleasure i wish your listeners clear skies